You've just entered the Disaster Tough podcast, the place for emergency managers, first responders, and humanitarians who want to get the job done. Stories, lessons, and tips are provided by field experts. This show is owned and operated by professional emergency managers at Doberman Emergency Management. We apply disaster tough logic by protecting life, property, and business continuity through planning, mitigation, and training. Check us out at DobermanEMG.com or click on the show notes. Radio comms just got a major breakthrough with the L3 Harris XL Extreme 400P. It's the newest and toughest radio out there. Built by their space and tactical teams, the XL Extreme series can take a beating. 1,700 degree blast of heat, repeated three meter drops, rain, salt water, you name it. The XL Extreme series by L3 Harris can take it. Visit L3Harris.com to schedule your demo today. The battle to monitor and contain COVID-19 just got exponentially better for us. We are officially introducing an electronic reusable, yes, reusable COVID-19 test through our sponsors. It's called the COVID Plus Test, created by Tiger Tech, distributed by FS Global. This is the first FDA-authorized, rapid, non-invasive pre-screener. It's extremely easy to use. Forget those one-time use swabs. This is a disaster-tough technology. For more information on the COVID Plus test, check out our show notes. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It's your host, John Scardina. I am so excited for this episode. As you've heard several times before, we've talked about EM Weekly. We're big fans of theirs, obviously, because they're one of our sister shows on the Readiness Lab. And one of the co-hosts of EM Weekly is also the host of EM Student. His name is Dan Scott. He's a great friend of mine. He's definitely leading the way to emergency management and trying to get people to think conceptually about some of these uh, these uh, these topics in our field and trying to push that needle. So it's really fun to have him on the show. Dan, welcome. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate it. And I'm very happy to be here. Good. You know, we... Um, we obviously interact quite a bit between uh, everything that we do. And um, I, I see on LinkedIn, you're a big fan of trying to inspire other people. You put out these quotes, you put out these, uh, these comments out there to try to get other people. What motivates you or what's, what's driving that uh, for you on your side of the house of why you think you should be doing this? Well, well there's a, there's a couple things that drive me uh, to do it. One is that, uh, my ultimately, you know, I need to see this stuff too. I need to be, I need to be practicing what I'm, what I'm trying to preach. Mm. Uh, but ultimately, we see uh, in our field of emergency management, and this is opinionated in my area, and we haven't done this for so long. We don't see enough leadership, and we don't see enough people taking uh, action. There's a lot of theory out there, and there's a lot of uh, emergency management which they feel that uh, ultimately they need to be. Um, uh, reserved. There's a lot of reserved uh, emergency managers out there, and I'm trying to bring uh, a little bit different uh, approach to how we how we do emergency management. A lot more forward, uh, not just forward uh, thinking, but uh, forward acting, uh, being more out front, uh, more vocal in what we do and how we do it. Mm. And so my goal behind not only uh, the, the inspirational uh, and, and uh, uh, quotes is, is to push people a little bit further, but also to engage them with questions uh, and, and how do we how do we get better and not just as emergency managers but as people you know ultimately how we increase what we do and how we are who we are and how we approach things will definitely increase and and improve the way we do our jobs 
And whether it's emergency management or something else, uh, I mean, my goal isn't to necessarily only um, only approach emergency managers. That's what, what I am passionate about myself. That's what I love doing. That's what I do. But it's ultimately just in general. To when we what we do and what we go about uh, doing every day, that we do it with passion and we do it because we want to be doing it, not because we have to do it. Mm. And if we do have to do it, we make the best out of it. Yeah, I mean that's um that's a really good call out for um like you're, you use these words like leadership and passion and, and inspiration and people trying to get people to take the lead um sometimes when people are, are passionate it's hard for them to articulate that passion into um into leadership skills because they get really excited about it and if they're so excited about it, they're they almost don't want to step in the realm of leadership because they just want to focus on their, their their little pocket of what they think is really important. But the problem with emergency management and the emergency management, you know, field is that this our field in itself does touch everybody else. And um, I think the pandemic has really highlighted that. I think it's uh, it's exhausting for people. And so, like, great call outs there. Um, so, in terms of your approach of how you want to do things differently and why you think it should be done. What are some examples that you could provide the field that say, Hey, like maybe you should try doing X, Y, Z, and this will be, make you a more effective leader. Uh, ultimately the, the level of engagement that we see, uh, and it, not during disaster. I mean, there's a, there's, there's a, their emergency manager that we see during a disaster or during a, some sort of response. Uh, then there's the emergency manager we see in blue, you know, blue. one of the ways that I equate it to, we hear this a lot, is the blue sky versus the gray sky, right? Well, there is so much we could be doing in the blue sky that would make the gray sky so much easier. And oh, in, in emergency management, we hear this a lot. You know, you should never be introducing yourself on the scene of emergency or in the EOC. Well, right. we, we say that a lot, but we don't necessarily practice it uh, mm-hmm. when we should be out engaging more. And, and I've heard this in it ticks me off to no end. It's one of those things. I have a chip on my shoulder about it. Is that an emergency manager is usually in their office, typing up a plan, uh, doing working in their office. Emergency management in general is not an office-driven job, although a lot of what we do is in the office. It doesn't mean that we have to be in the office every day, yes. all day. We should be out engaging our community, engaging our organization. Uh, just recently, we had a, I had a conversation with someone on the Ian Weekly podcast, and it was about engaging the community. Well, you don't necessarily uh, necessarily need to look outside of your own organization for engagement. You can be engaging those that in, within your own organization to, to gain partnership, to gain those that would be to aid you in what you do. You aid them in what they do. You build partnerships within your organization that you don't necessarily know we're there, but we ultimately need to be engaging. And that's what my goal is, is to, is to drive and, and, and inspire the, the emergency manager, the emergency management professional, however, uh, you classify yourself because it's it's an arising thing. How do we classify ourselves? However you classify yourself is the engagement that we seek in blue skies and in gray sky. And when I walk into a, a, a room in a gray sky environment, everybody should know who I am, what I'm bringing to the table, how I'm going to help them, and that I'm there to help. Them. I'm not there to take over. I'm not there to tell you what to do. I'm there to help you. And uh, there's no struggle for power. There's no struggle for who's doing what. You walk in, you know your capabilities, you know each other, you know, you know you're there to help. There's trust in the room in the gray sky. You build that in blue sky. And blue sky is where we need to be spending more of our time because there's a lot more of it. But we see the gray sky so often because that's what's sexy, right? That's where all the lights and sirens are. 
That's where we when we just had the tornadoes, right? And then that was just big response. What about all the stuff that led up to that? That we could have been doing to aid ourselves and prepare ourselves and mitigate against these types of incidents. That's not, I guarantee you that wasn't done in previous. And now we're this huge response. But as soon as this response over, what are they going to do going forward until the next huge response? I want more blue sky engagement. And that's why I'm doing what I do. Yeah, I think that's um, that's a big pitch of what we work on as well. From you know, but what we do is like when we get in there, one of our first questions are, uh, you know, who's your stakeholders? Do you know who they are? Um, are you willing to hear that you might not know who all your stakeholders are? You know, and um, and just reviewing them and sitting down with our side, the emergency manager that has hired us and the the stakeholder, and say, what is your capabilities? What's your competency like? What are you good at? What do you want to bring to the table? And then when you start putting every, all these pieces together, it's much easier to see the, the the puzzle. Also, it's a lot easier to make decisions because you can say, well, I don't need to do this myself. Somebody else can do this and somebody else can do that. And you're able to refine that decision-making process to being most efficient. And I, I think that's a, that's a great... Um, great approach. And I think it's the right approach. I think it's the approach of the future, which is a fun little segue into you trying to attack the future by, um, by a podcasting on EM student and helping those who are the future to, to think about these things. And so can you just kind of give us like a plug or, or what your uh, ideas of for EM weekly and to help our audience, you know, tune in essentially. Sure. So with EM student, my goal ultimately was to uh, drive uh, not only just the student, but also the current practitioner to learn more, to be a continual learner, always, always looking to make themselves better when it comes to what we do, how we do it and the avenues in which we can do it and what tools are available to us. We don't need, I mean, there are so many different, and as a student myself, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lifelong learner. I'm going to be a continual learner uh, for as long as I can, can learn, as long as my mind will allow me to. Um, but ultimately, what we see is that emergency management touches, as you said, uh, so many different avenues. We touch everything, right? And as a, um, as a student myself, I wanted to reach out to those that are teaching um, emergency management and the levels. I mean, we don't think about uh, using IT, right? There, there are, you know, information technology in, in emergency mm. management is the future and how we can use that and apply it to emergency management theory into practice. And what we don't see a lot of is that. We don't see a lot of theory into actually act, taking action to make it happen, right? We see a lot of, well, this is the back history and this is how it could be applied. Let's apply it. So my goal for emergency, um, the emergency uh, uh, management student or EM student is that we're going to have uh, uh, professors and people who have written books and basically the specialists in the field to come on and teach uh, what it is that they, that, they, that they teach in the classroom in a very short amount of time or give information on where they can go find more learning on specific topics, whether that be uh, core capabilities, whether that be technology, whether that be communications, which I feel is a very uh, under underutilized skill and leadership. You know, leadership is one of the most underutilized skills out there. Uh, and it is, don't give me, no, don't, no mistake, leadership is a skill. Not everybody is, you're not a born leader. You learn to be a leader and then you apply leadership and you learn and you, and you correct and you learn and you correct. And you apply. And these are the things that I want to uh, bring to the EM student podcast, not only as a student myself, but also as, a, as someone that teaches this stuff. I teach this stuff. 
I teach emergency management and I want to know that the stuff I'm teaching is going to be applied and can be applied. There's a lot of stuff out there that they teach that cannot be applied in what it is that we do every day. And one of the ways I equate it is we have, you know, you have EMS and you have fire and you have PD, right? And they go to school and they, or they get certified to do what they do. And as soon as they get in the field for field training, what do they tell them? Forget everything you, you learned in the classroom. I'm going to show you how it's done on the street. Mm. Well, that's the way emergency management is too. You learn all this stuff. When in real life, it's applied differently. And I want to bring those two together. How do you learn it and then apply it in real life situations so that it, it aids the communities or the organizations in which you represent? Yeah, I think, again, uh, great call outs because, you know, I think of my own education and getting to my first EM job, you know, how many years ago that was, 10, 15 years ago. And um, it's like, okay, can you write, can you do a hazard vulnerability assessment? And I said, what? And then, like three months later, it's like, hey, we need to write an emergency operations plan and an occupant emergency plan. I said, what are those? You know, but hey, you, you asked me about the Stafford Act. I'm all in, you know? So like, you know, like, oh, Good Samaritan law. Like I, I knew about that kind of stuff, but uh, putting like theory into practice and how to, you know, the actual application. So I think it's kind of a fun idea to, to talk with people who are doing the theory and say, hey, that's really great. And this is how you apply it in, in as an emergency manager. And so it really is, as you called out, whether you're a college student or you've been practicing for a while and you just want to get to that next ring, um, be willing to be teachable. EM student is, is for those who are teachable, those who want to hear different perspectives and learning models and everything and apply that learning model to, to what you're talking about. And I think that's ultimately the... Um, Kind of like the goal, this, you know, we did a plug for EM student. I think that the plug for the readiness lab is that we want to innovate the field of emergency management. And I think a great way to in, innovate the field is to help two different sides of the house that usually don't talk together and, and bring them a lot closer. And I think your podcast doing that is a, is a great idea to do that. Um, just because we we're changing this model for ourselves, uh, speaking of models, you know, we're, we're thinking about innovation and we're thinking about these changes. Um, one way you're attacking it is through bringing theory to practice and, and how they, they can collaborate rather than fight against each other. If you were going to talk to our audience, we have, what, 20, 25,000 emergency managers listening to this episode. If you're going to tell them, say, hey, I want you to change one thing. There's just one thing about emergency management that I want us to, to get better as a field as. What would you say? What would be your call out? My call out would be um, our, how we classify ourselves. Uh, we, we, and this is, a, this is a new project that I, and literally just within the last few days I've been thinking about is that we have so many names for what we do. So many names for what we are. And we, we, we don't classify ourselves in, in a way that is universal. Um, you, you know, when you think, when you think of a fire, you think, you know what, you know what that is, right? When you think mm -hmm. of law enforcement you know what that is you think of ems or, or hospitals you know what that is when you look at emergency management are you are you say i'm an emergency manager people don't know what that is and sometimes you don't even know how to explain what you do <laughs> i have so like a dissertation every time i want to explain it to we someone do. we need to get better at that as, as practitioners and as the um, those that think about it and teach it we need to know how to define emergency management and what it is that we do hmm. and we need to get on the same page and what we call ourselves, how we describe ourselves, and what it is that we actually do when we, when we show up on scene, if we show up on scene. And to get away from the fact that emergency management is not a first response profession. 
It is a secondary tertiary response. We are not first responders going licensed sirens to the scene. And we need to get away from that in the visual aspect, please. I think the hardest part of um, trying to um, get on, on the same page of everybody getting on the same page is that if I ask a hundred, I mean, I say this all the time on the podcast and I know I never call out my guests because I never want to make my, my guests look one way or the other. But if I ask people, what is the definition of emergency management? Now I've called it out on my show. My, I believe my definition is simple and kind of straightforward. You know, emergency management is the protection of life, property, and continuity of operations. But if I ask somebody else, they'll say, well, it's about community lifelines. Another person will say, well, it's about the whole community approach and resiliency in the whole community approach. And like, I don't even know what that means, you know? And so like, we, we, we can't even standardize what we're talking about because the, the reality is our field, as much as we want to claim this or that, had a major, major shift after 9-11, especially after DHS. 2004, um, when that came out, like that, that, re, that, that was like a restart button in my mind of what emergency management is. And therefore, as a general field, firefighters have been around for hundreds of years. They've had that time to refine what their job is, you know? And, and the skill sets, we are essentially, you know, if you want to be really nice, maybe 120 years, if you, if you think about, uh, you know, um, the, the hurricane in um, Galveston and, and Red Cross response. But if you, if you really want to look at it, we're, we're talking under 20 years and under 20 years, new programs left and right. There's no standardization. There's no any of this stuff. And so uh, I think that's, a, again, a great call out that, Hey, let's, let's figure this out. It's time for us to figure this out and, um, you know, not have to be confused when we try to explain to somebody what we do. You know, if you're confused, you don't know it very well, you know? And a lot of it too is is how it's applied, where it's applied, where it was formed, if it was formed, uh, is it a primary duty? Is it a secondary or tertiary duty? Other duties as assigned is very common. Uh, Or if it's just someone who says, yeah, that's what I do because it's, it's a mandated compliance issue. But they never really touch it, and, and, and ultimately, but they're the, they're the person that's in the position that's supposed to be directed with that that responsibility. There's too much of that going on right now, and we we ultimately we can correct it. Uh, it it's, it's going to take time. It's not like we're going to do it's going to happen tomorrow. You know, it's going to take time. But we all have to be on the same page before that change is going to come. And a lot of that comes too with knowing. You know, ultimately, I mean, you have you have. There's so many different names for what disaster management, crisis management, emergency management, emergency management specialist, emergency management coordinator, disaster specialist. Disaster, I mean, it's all over the place. And then their level of responsibility goes anywhere from safety compliance, OSHA, NFPA, all the way you know to emergency management responsibility, preparedness responsibility. These are full-time positions that are all being crammed into one job that nobody can do fully. Yeah, and that's where we keep getting caught up, and that's where we're caught up, especially when you have someone who's other duties as assigned. Um, because there's no way that they can do it. And yeah. then you have those who think, oh, it's only preparation. So I run a cert team and that's emergency management. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's so many ways in which we look at it that we have to narrow that down to where we are focused on what it is we do. And even though we touch all these different things, there is still a singular focus on what it is we do. And one of the ways that I, and there's a, many ways you can describe emergency management. One of the ways I describe it is you have, we're, emergency management is the road. And then you have all these lanes on the road, on the highway, right? And we are trying to keep everybody going the right direction, the same direction, 
at various speeds and keeping them from going out of their lane. There are merging, there's going off the, we keep everybody on the right place moving forward. We're support and coordination. Mm -hmm. And we keep people driving forward, right? There are two ways to a highway, but we keep them going the ways they need to go in the lanes that they need to be. And we help drive that forward. And that's how I describe it the most. But they, they think, well, you know, you're the quarterback in the game. No, I'm the coach on the sideline, giving all the direction, telling people to do. Mm. If you want to go that way and have a sports analogy, we're not the quarterback. We're the coach on the sideline. We know all the positions. We know what they're supposed to do. We help them do that. We call yeah. them, we call them from the sideline, but then the, or you're the IC. We're not the IC. We play that role occasionally, but we are not the incident commander. We're yeah. the guy on the, on the road driving that forward, that coordination. And that's one of the areas in which we, we just got to get on the same page, bring our focus down, but we're so all over the place. And it's not nobody's fault necessarily. It's because of the way they're applied and where they're applied at. And, and we just got to, we just got to keep moving the, the ball forward and, and is we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen as soon as we would like it. It's just definitely as soon as I'd like it uh, to be there. You know, I'm very passionate about emergency management. And one of the things that, uh, that I tell people is that emergency management in general, if you're not passionate about emergency management, then you're not doing it right. And mm-hmm. it doesn't need to, it doesn't, I mean, I, I love what I do. I love being an emergency manager. I don't necessarily like where I'm doing it at, but I love emergency management. Mm. And if you love emergency management, you should do the job correctly where, no matter where you're at. Yeah. I think, um, you know, you're talking about, uh, response and you're talking about quarterback versus coach and you're talking about these different uh, concepts. And that is definitely a very popular thing. I, I have guests come, come on the show and some guests are very passionate about, they only do response and some are very passionate that they, they don't do response and, and who's right. And from this guy who gets to interview a, a bunch of really great minds, my thought is you're all wrong and you're all right. Because um, maybe I should say the other way around to make people, people feel better. But the reality is it's emergency management. It's not, we're, we, I don't, I don't want to be the guy with the, who's known as the guy, as you called out, sitting in a desk, writing a plan that no one ever reads. Like that's not the goal. That goal is supporting life-saving, life-sustaining uh, operations. And 99% of what you should do is in blue sky so that you don't have a gray sky. And so when gray sky happens, it's, it's as short as humanly possible. The reality is uh, not only are we the, the, the coach, but we're writing up the playbook the, 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 that we're the analyst in, uh, upstairs watching the game. We're, we're the coach, you know, we're the, the sub in the game. You know, like we're kind of all parts, but the reality is who our, our real job is whoever has the football, we are, we are the group um, moving all the debris out of their way to be able to get that football down the field. And it's an ironic term because, you know, we say football for a nuke. So we're not trying to move nukes, but uh, what we're trying to do is like to, to, to understand, like, you know, I, I love the idea of a coach being knowing all the different players. Yes, an emergency manager must know all the different players. But one big gripe I have with you know with the five areas of preparedness is you don't prepare to respond, you actually respond. You don't prepare to recover, you actually recover. And so we we have to get this this mindset, as you're saying, is most of the time we need to focus on the blue sky stuff so we don't have the gray sky. As I just you know uh, reiterating. But I, I think they're great call-outs. And I, 
I think these high level discussions have to happen. And again, I'm going to do a nice big plug for your show is your show will talk about that. Your show will talk about people who are arguing on those different perspectives and you'll say, Hey, well, this is what we actually do in practice. How do you make that fit? And um, I, I'm excited for uh, the 2022 season. That's what I'm going to call it. Again, a football analogy uh, for EM students and, and for you to like run with it even harder and um, to do great things there. And uh, I want to thank you again, Dan, for coming on my show. Um, kind of a fun conversation to talk about how we can, the, oh, your road analogy, how we can make the rubber hit the road. Gosh, too many puns. But uh, well, I thank appreciate you again for you. I, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and bringing me on. And hopefully we can do it again soon. Absolutely. So again, if you like this show, uh, we always shameless plug. Give us that five-star rating and subscribe. If you have a question for Dan Scott, the easiest thing to do is actually start uh, you know, following EM student because they'll probably answer it on one of the shows. But you can also reach out uh, and ask a question on one of the uh, uh, social media channels for the Disaster Tough podcast. We're trying to build disaster tough communities. We want people to be better. And the way to be better is blue sky as Dan's calling out. So great thoughts there again. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>